trying to help the podcast where we try to help you be helpful to other people. Uh, this season seems to be the season of bringing my college friends onto the podcast because I'm joined with another college friend and another one named Marie. I didn't tell you this, Marie, but a couple of weeks ago, I had another RA friend, Marie, on the oh. show. So um, this is for the folks who are listening. This is a different Marie. Um, apparently, I am friends with many. But would you like to introduce yourself? Sure. Thanks, Kate. Um, so my name is Marie from Maryland. Um, I am a mom of two kids and I am a chronic pain sufferer. Well, thanks for saying that because I was trying to figure out how are we going to slowly ease into, hey, you have <laughs> chronic pain. Um, so... Can you tell us like a little bit about what that means for your life? So every day I wake up with pain in every aspect of my body, um, whether it be muscular or joint, um, mainly it's joint. Uh, I have rheumatoid arthritis, which I was diagnosed with in 2020. You know, I'm sure you've seen this, but um, there are, you know, 40th and 50th birthday cards that make jokes about your body hurting and there are t-shirts you can buy that say something like you know I wake up every day you know with my back in pain and and I think people playfully make fun of the idea that we get old and our bodies hurt and haha isn't that funny tell us what's different about having chronic pain versus maybe getting a little older and, you know, having a tough time getting out of bed some mornings? Um, I think for me, what's different about that is that, um, well, being a former college athlete, um, when you're not able to do the things that you used to and you see your kids playing. So we grew up playing volleyball. My, both my kids play and you can't do those things anymore. It takes a mental, not just like a physical hit, but it does take a mental hit on you. Yeah. Yeah. It's like a part of your identity you're on the sidelines yeah. for. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And what is it that you think people commonly like misunderstand about chronic pain? Oh, that comment of you're too young. You're too young as if people who are in their, you know, well, I'm, I'm 41 now. Um, people who are in their 40s and younger aren't allowed to be in pain. Um, that's reserved for our boomer generation and older. That is absolutely not true. I mean, I wish I wasn't. I wish, you know, somebody's like, oh, you're too young. Yeah. I mean, I, I just think that, I guess it's what they call the invisible illness or, yeah, the invisible, yeah, the invisible illness is what, what this is. And, most people don't understand that, you know, when you're walking out of your car and you're limping, it's not because you want to, <laughs> I guess. Right, right. You're not trying to join this club. Like you're not knocking no. the door, you're not knocking the door down to get into this club. You know, this is, this is a membership you didn't ask for. Absolutely. It's, nobody asks for this. I mean, I have, I've seen posts of children 
you know, going through this. Can you imagine having to tell a child who's, you know, suffering from juvenile arthritis, telling, oh, you're too young. That just, it's so naive and ignorant, I guess is the word, ignorant. Yeah, I I suppose, I don't know, you tell me, because I'm not in your shoes in any way, but um, I suppose there's a way that could be delivered that is a little, a little less rude, like, you know, it is just so terrible to see a young person suffering like this because in my mind, I usually think of this as something that happens to older people. And I'm so sorry that it is happening to you. I feel like that's a little different than you're too young for this. Come on. Right. I think the acknowledgement goes a long way. That is some, that's something that a lot of people don't um, do it just in, in general with anything, right? Like it's, whether if they're suffering from depression or, or physical ailment. I mean, when you just, when you say, Oh, you're too young, you just, you're just being dismissive and something as simple as I'm sorry that you're going through that is very comforting. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Now, do you find Marie that like you sometimes have to like cancel plans with friends or sit things out? Yes. All the time, all the time. There are days when, um, sometimes I feel like a flake just because, you know, my friends all want to get together and do something. And I'm like, oh, I'm going to pass today because either, you know, I overdid it yesterday from, um, I'm still involved in a lot of my kids' sports stuff. So I'm usually coaching or helping out in clinics or doing other volleyball type things. So, you know, listen to your body. If you can't get up the next day and you just want to sit and relax then that's what you have to do to save your own sanity. Yeah. Yeah. Like even the way you said, like, I feel like a flake. Isn't that, isn't that the truth that that, um, that judgment is out there for, for canceled mm -hmm. plans. Um, you know, I'm thinking about a friend in my life who does very often cancel plans, like to the point where like when it's, an hour before we're supposed to do something i'm watching my phone kind of waiting for the cancellation mm -hmm. to right. come in and um and my husband said the other day when it happened again my husband said seems like that friend is kind of flaky and i thought yeah it probably does it probably does look like that and yet i don't know i don't i don't know does anyone want to be flaky or is there very likely some chronic condition in this person's way of keeping plans? And it may be pain like you experience. It may be anxiety like many people experience. It may be depression. It may be a million things. But I just suspect if somebody chronically cancels plans, that there's something behind that. Um, and... I guess I take it as a positive thing that they still make plans with me. It's not that this person just doesn't want to hang out with me. <laughs> we, we make plans. It just seems that very often at the last minute they get canceled. What do you think about that? Um, well, I'm glad that you are cognizant of the fact that there are other reasons why people would cancel. You know, I'm most people, most of the population, I don't think are, thinking outside of that they're thinking well they're just not a good person or well they're gonna flake out anyway so they stop being invited to things um it's 
it's disheartening. But as the person on the other side, who actually is the one canceling plans, I mean, we don't want to be in this position. It's nothing that we can help. And I feel like a lot of this, it, our pain is is almost, I would I would say it's almost like somebody who who is suffering from depression and anxiety, because a lot of times we do suffer from that as well, of the, the person we were before. And, you know, you, you kind of mourn that on, you mourn that on a daily basis. So I think if, if anything, we could, we, we as a population need to, need to stop judging, just be nice. That's all. Be nice and understanding. I think our world would be a better place if that was the case. Yeah, I mean, think the best of people. And, and I, I, I know there's a whole group of people out there who would say, well, assuming your friends have depression and anxiety and chronic pain, is not thinking the best of them. I'm not assuming anything. I'm, I'm, if anything, I'm assuming that they they have a good explanation and that, that this has nothing to do with me. Um, right. Yeah, I think I think there's probably the risk of taking canceled plans personally. And I do not. Now, maybe it's easy for me because I'm also an introvert who usually feels a little bit relieved when plans get canceled. <laughs> yeah, I'm that friend who's like, oh, thank God I don't have to go. <laughs> So, you know, I always tell people it's pretty safe canceling plans with me. I'm usually like, cool, no problem. I'll put my sweatpants back on plans canceled. Um, so maybe that sets me up to be a little bit more understanding in these moments. But I wish we could all be a little more understanding in these moments, introvert or not. Right. I, th I think the one when you said that, you know, don't take it personal, um, it is something that people a lot of people take that personally and it reminds me of the book that I read was like the four agreements and that was like one of the things to in there about you know how to live your life is just not to take things personally because it's a lot of the times it's not about you no I wonder does it ever cross your mind Marie that like if I cancel plans people might stop inviting me oh absolutely and it's happened in the past and, um, you know, I, I did have a group of friends where they stopped me because I canceled plans. And it, this one didn't have to do with with my chronic pain while I was canceling on them. Um, I mean, it, at that point, I was going through a major depression post-divorce. Mm -hmm. And it was, um, they had no idea why. Like, um, And I finally, when I finally got to the point where I was okay, be, you know, putting my face out there again, um, I did explain to them, you know, the reason why I was MIA was because I was going through a lot mentally. And I mean, after that, you know, it was, they were able to understand. Yeah. But I still had to give an explanation, which I was hoping that I didn't have to kind of mm -hmm. like, Hey, you've been my friend for so long. You know, why couldn't you have been there regardless of what was that, what I was doing? Mm. Yeah. That's a good point. We do often feel owed an explanation like even if it's not something pretty major like what you just described like let's just say you and your friend have dinner plans your chronic pain is acting up you've got to cancel your dinner plans your friend is expecting an explanation mm -hmm. um and you know what a world it would be if we could just say i'm not going to make it tonight <laughs> yep period yeah <laughs> Yeah. period and I feel like people who suffer from um these these disabilities I think they we all feel like we have to explain all the time because nobody sees it right so I have a permanent um 
handicap tag on my car. And I walk out of my car and I personally feel like I, if anybody approaches me and questions me, I feel like I'm ready for that explanation. And I, I feel like I have to, um, I, I get the looks all the time, but I have yet encountered somebody who come who would come up to me and ask me like, you know, why are you parking here? Um, but in the event that they do, I have an explanation and I, and it's almost, it gives you anxiety having to go through that. Like every time you go park at the target, <laughs> yeah. it's like, who's going to come up to me? No one has thankfully, but it's, it's definitely been all, it's always in the back of my mind. Yeah. It, it's uh, I'm not surprised that people are giving looks because I've been in the car with a person who would, who would be the one giving that look. I can remember growing up and seeing the adults who were driving the car make make comments like, why do they need the handicapped spot? Mm -hmm. Or, you know, why do they need to park there? Um, and I guess, you know, maybe this is another important point for our listeners, which is like, be careful what you're even saying in front of your children. Um, okay, maybe you're thinking, yeah, I would never confront a person. Good for you. You would never confront somebody. But like, if you're rolling your eyes in your car and your 10-year-old is watching you say, they don't look like they need the handicap spot to me. Your 10 year old is learning to question people and judge people and shame people. And, you know, just to be mindful of who's, who's watching and listening and absorbing the messages that you're putting out there. Um, so thank you for reminding me of that. Yeah, no, I, I think that's something that I've, I've had to teach my own kid. Cause I mean, I've been there judging people <laughs> I think we all do right and, and until it happens to you then you're just like oh okay I need to step it back a bit and remind myself that there are people who you just don't see their 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 physical pain mental pain anything pain there are people who go through things on a daily basis that you have no idea about and even as a simple scoff right your kid sees that and you they see that and they will that that gets hidden in their mental bank and it, it'll come out not in the correct way as when when they're adults yeah yeah now what sparked us having this conversation was you had posted something on facebook about like the things not to say to someone with chronic pain and at least some of them maybe all of them, I can't really remember, but at least some of them seemed like well-meaning things that, that they think they're saying something kind or helpful. And you're trying to tell us, Marie, like it is just not that kind and helpful. One of them, I think you already shared was you're too young for this. People probably think that's a compliment. I'm calling you young. And you're saying, really, this is not a helpful thing that you're saying. Can you think of other examples of things that maybe are coming from a good place, but are just not cool to say? I think one of the other ones is um, giving a, your opinion, period. <laughs> I think that is something that, um, unless you are in our shoes, I, I we have, or at least I have done my research. I have looked into all the ways to not feel this way. And for you to suggest, oh, have you done yoga? Have you, you know, taken vitamin X, Y, and Z? Like, already thought of it. Like, I, 
you know, just it's, it's, I get it. Thank you for helping, but no, thank you. Yeah. Yeah. I'm over here laughing because what you said about a person's opinion, just period is not helpful. Could be something we say on every single episode of this entire podcast. I'm at a point where, and I'm not proud of this, but I'm at a point where it really brings out my sarcastic side. And I know that's not helping anybody either, but when people just start spewing their opinions at me, I say something like, oh, good. I was really hoping to hear the world's opinion on my life today, which of course I don't mean, and I'm being sarcastic and I'm sure nobody really wants my sarcasm either, but this, this is what happens. It's like, I'm at a, I'm at a point where I'm so tired of exiting my home just to face everyone's opinions about me. And so thank you for sharing that one. Is there anything else you want to add to this list? Um, wait, it was actually a post that I saw right before I got on. If somebody had posted this cartoon of a man sitting, I guess it was like a metro or a bus or something. He looked like he was going to work. He had a briefcase, glasses, and in line was a woman with a baby, um, somebody in crutches and an old lady. And I guess to be funny, a zombie. And the tagline was, who should he get up for? Which one of these people who are standing, who she, he should get up for? And, um, you know, I'm looking at the list of all the comments and somebody was like, oh, definitely the woman with the baby or definitely the woman with the cane. And then um, I read one person's comment who says, who's to say the person who's sitting down doesn't need to be sitting down? What if he has a back issue or arthritis on his feet? And I, I mean, I commented this morning, I was like, so serendipitous that this actually is popping up on my feed right now. Um, most people will automatically say baby, the grandma, you know, the person with the crutches. Yes, I get it. But, um, but they berated the guy who didn't get up. But when you think about that, how do you not know that he's also suffering from something? Yeah. Exactly. You know, um, I'm even, oh, I'm even thinking just the other day I was at the airport um, and I was traveling with a a bunch of people who I knew and um, we got out of the car to go check our bags at the terminal. And this guy who I know I'm, I'm with all these people, his wife grabbed like three bags and he grabbed none and she's walking into the terminal, like rolling two suitcases and a bag in her arms. She's got her arms full of all these bags. And I joked, like, you're just going to let your wife carry all the bags and you're going to carry nothing. And we had fun with that and we were laughing about it. But I thought, you know, when I see that in strangers, I don't know why that's happening. And and the assumption may be what a jerk that guy's being. He, sh- he shouldn't let anyone carry all of his bags. This is not a gender thing. This is like one person shouldn't be empty handed while the other person's got full hands might be my assumption, might be my judgment. And now I'm thinking, you know, you have no idea why that's happening. Maybe he has numbness in his arms and, you know, can't hold the bags up and, whatever it may be. Um, Now, I think it was fine in this case because I do know them and we had Mm -hmm. a good laugh about it. But as I'm looking around the world and I see those kinds of moments, like like somebody not getting up, giving up their seat or, 
you know, somebody taking the elevator one floor, <laughs> you know, sometimes we might think, come on, you know, just take the stairs. This elevator's crowded. And, and we just don't know. We don't know why that's happening. And, and to make judgments about it, it's just an unnecessary negative energy in the world. Um, like why waste your time with those negative judgments, assume the best of people and keep right. it moving. That hurts. It hurts to be taking those stairs and the pain isn't just for that moment that you're taking those stairs. It's going to be, it, it could last a full freaking day. So take those, just take the freaking elevator. I mean, if, the, if that's, what's going to get you to your destination, take the freaking elevator. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And I, I think, you know, you tell me if you want to put this in your own words, because this is your lived experience, not mine. But I think it's really important for people who don't understand this to hear that when you say it hurts, you don't mean it's a little uncomfortable because probably all of us would say, yeah, climbing the stairs sucks. And I, and it is nice to take the elevator. I think you're trying to say, this is a different kind of pain that people who don't have chronic pain may not understand. Am I right about that? Oh, absolutely. You know, when I go to the doctor's office and they ask me, what is, is your pain level? You know, they have the smiley faces and stuff. And they ask you your pain level from one to 10. I'm like, that doesn't pertain to me because my pain level at a, at a five could actually be a normal non-chronic pain sufferers like 10. Yeah, you're saying you're so accustomed to this that your pain tolerance is probably so high that what you would rate a five, I would probably rate a 10. Um, mm -hmm. I would say, oh my gosh, this is debilitating. And you would be like, yeah, that's just like a normal Monday for me. Right. <laughs> um, Marie, was there anything else you really wanted to say that you didn't get the chance to say? Um. No, but I do just want to reiterate, just be mindful and um, be mindful of those around you. Um, it's not about you. It's don't take anything personally. Um, and I think just, just know that if somebody is suffering from something, whether it is a chronic pain issue, mental health issue, um, acknowledge it that goes a long, long way. Yeah. Yeah. If you really love and care for someone, why not just say, I really love and care for you. And, and it's, it's, it's hard to watch you go through this. I'm so sorry that you do. Right. Yeah. All right. Thank you for doing this. I think um, you're bringing a whole different voice to the podcast than we normally hear from. I I tend to, not always, but I tend to bring on a lot of people who are social workers or psychologists and therapists. And so we just tend to focus on a lot of mental health problems. Um, and that is unnecessary, right? Like we want to look out for and help our friends and family members through all sorts of problems, not just emotional ones. And so I'm glad you were here to kind of bring a, a different voice. Um, appreciate it. Thanks for having me, Kayla. Great to catch up. you
Since that day, I live in a dream.